up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, doing well. Um, unfortunately, going into this Monday night football game with the inenviable uh, rooting for and against the player at the same time. Yeah, that is a uh, uh, that's a tough situation to be in. Um, and it doesn't look yeah. like you'd really be in it if Eckler didn't go off last night. I mean, you'd still have the situation, but I don't think it'd be as pressing. Uh, yeah, yeah. In our work league, I am up by four with Godwin going against Brady. Um, and then in my home league, I'm down by 40 and I have Brady. So you know, in all likelihood, he'll fall somewhere in the middle and I'll end up losing both as, as tends to happen when you need someone to do this much or less than this or more than yeah, this the situations uh, they just don't work out in your yeah. favor which is you know the odds are not Never. in your favor so it's not that big of a surprise but yeah um i wonder how many people are out there that uh had jonathan taylor and then we were super hyped only to see that get canceled out by austin heckler basically yeah you know similar to our um we had Jonathan Taylor, I think we we won this week, but we lost the, the last game. He had a monster game against yep, the yeah, Jets, uh, right? I think we were up against Chubb. Yeah, Chubb. Yeah, that sounds yeah, about right. Um, ugh, fun times. Um, but yeah, today we got some uh, waivers to go over to uh, for today's episode. Are you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's uh, start it up here. The running backs don't look super attractive, but we did have. Um, one injury that I think news just came out on here with Michael Carter expected to miss about two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain. So we've got two backups um, that, you know, to determine who's going to fill in as a starter. And Ty Johnson, 21% rostered, and Tevin Coleman, 3% rostered. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like we've seen some flashes from Ty Johnson this year and last year. Uh, and I, I think I'd rather take my shot on him over Tevin Coleman. He's just like the, the veteran presence on the team. He's just not Tevin Coleman of old. Um, it's been a long time since that Tevin Coleman was Tevin Coleman of old. Um, so I would take my shot on Ty Johnson. With that said, I'm not, you know, you're getting close to playoffs. You, you kind of got a bit up to, you know, if you need a running back. So I guess... Paying on the situation might be paying a lot, but I'd rather not. I, I could see this like Ty Johnson being the lead carrier, but it also being kind of a, a vicious timeshare on a team that isn't that great. Um, so you don't really need him, but I think you might have to pay up if you know someone's making a playoff push and needs a running back. Yeah, I mean the, the interesting was, thing was that uh, Michael Carter got injured. It looks like here in the middle of the third quarter, and once he went down, uh, it did look like. Uh, uh, Tevin Coleman was operating as the lead back. He had five carries um, through the end of the game there, where Ty Johnson only had one carry the entire game. So that could be a little concerning, um, seeing you know Ty Johnson not you know not. I mean, he he's been good most of the rest of the year outside of this matchup, but I think he probably has a little bit longer term value. But I, I feel like his role maybe remains unchanged, and Coleman just you know soaks up some of the additional carries that are available with carter's injury um so i think both of them are decent you get a decent houston matchup this week 
So, you know, in a week where you maybe have some injuries, um, maybe you're relying on Jordan Howard who went down or somebody else. I think both of them are options to play. I mean, it won't be the sexy option, but they're both playable options here going into uh, a week where we only have two teams on by. So hopefully most of, most people are getting most of their players available. But with some injuries, I think both are viable. I probably wouldn't pay too much up on either. Uh, but high ankle sprain, you never know. Could could keep Carter out longer than expected. Yeah, they, they could both end up being, well, not both of them, but you could take a shot on one of them as being a DFS play. No, not that we ever talk DFS, but yeah, at the Houston matchup, you want to take your bet, and that might be a good spot to do it. Um, another option here is uh, uh, Mr. Hilliard out there in Tennessee came to life this week, had himself a pretty good week, um, rostered in 0% of leagues. <laughs> that is uh, of no surprise. Um, but he had himself a good week. You know, he's got the Jets this week. Um, another, you know, good matchup for him. Do you trust him enough to add him? So they actually, he actually plays New England. Oh. I adapted that one because we got the, an incorrect okay. team there. That changes so everything. <laughs> maybe not as much. Yes. Tennessee has New England this week. And it seems like every week is a different lead rusher. So he's still going to be competing with Peterson and Foreman. I didn't hear any injury concerns from either of them. I think he just out of nowhere kind of was the lead back. Um, so I, I, I don't know that I can trust him. I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him if he's available, uh, but I'm not going to pay much. And I don't know that you can play him. I mean, seven carries, 35 yards. He did see 10 targets. So he looked to be the receiving back with eight catches for 47 yards. Um, so I, I think it's really the catches that buoyed him into being valuable. I don't know that you can truly count on it, but I think he's someone I'd want to roster and see, hey, maybe they are, you know, playing around with what they can do and they find out that he's a solid option and they work with him the rest of the year while they're trying to figure out what to do without Derrick Henry. Um, but I, I don't think he's playable this week and I don't think you have to or shouldn't you know, spend up on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, given, you know, the, the running back, carousel you know that is tennessee and the the very difficult matchup against new england uh i'd pass but worth an ad um especially if you got a, a spot to burn because he could be the guy that emerges there you know it's hard to say I, I doubt anyone truly emerges and takes a job over uh but you know you place a bet see what happens you know starting running back's a valuable position to have so uh, you could take your shot there if you'd like um, another guy you could take a shot on DJ Dallas. Um, I don't think we've talked about him at all this year. Um, but did make an appearance this week. I believe he got in the end zone. Did he not? I believe so. And I want to say he looked to be the lead guy. Uh, we did just get word that Carson got the surgery, so he's going to be done for the year. I think Alex Collins is probably expected to be the lead guy, but Dallas had five touches and, and did score a touchdown. So 25 yards. Um, he had a catch for two yards. So, you know, the touchdown really salvaged his day. You'd be looking at one catch, 27 total yards other than that. But um, I think he's worth it, you know, a pickup because it'll really just be what him, Penny, um, Omer, and, and Collins. I think Collins is still probably the guy you want to play. The other three you can, you know, roster if you have an extra spot and, and if there's another injury or if one of them emerges. I probably would 
I'd say Dallas is probably the one that has the most upside. I mean, Homer, I think you kind of know what you have with him. And you could maybe make the argument for Penny, but he just hasn't stepped through. You know, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So if of any of the ones behind Collins, I think Dallas would be the one that I'd want to have. I mean, five carry, four carries for 25 yards is not a bad, um, you know, pretty, it's actually a pretty good average. Uh, and you have, you know, possibly an opportunity there. Yeah. And he's, he's the only one of that group that's exciting. Like you said, Collins is probably the guy, but he hasn't been like running away with the job this year. Um, and you're looking at a Seattle team that isn't playing very well. And, you know, that's all eyes worry, are yeah. focusing on Russell Wilson, blah, 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 blah. But, um, you know, the running game isn't performing like they'd like. And I'm sure, you know, maybe they just make a change. Let's go to the young, you know, upside guy in DJ Dallas instead of, you know, the veteran in, in Collins or, um, yeah, like it's uh, Horner and Penny. I mean, Penny's name value for some reason is still carrying. Like, he hasn't been anything in like four years now. <laughs> like, it's just. I it's think just that's not gonna it. happen. So, you know, if they turn to somebody that just runs away with the job and is valuable, it's going to be DJ Dallas. None of the other three are going to catch fire. Um, will it happen or not? It's another question. I'd assume not, but you know, he's not like Hilliard. He's not a bad uh, guy to take a shot on, except I think there's a little bit more excitement and upside with Dallas than you would in like a Hilliard. Yeah. Um, Next guy here, probably not super exciting, but a second week in a row of, of showing some value, Matt Breida. Uh, I think he totaled 51 yards, I believe. Um, and I want to say it's only on a few carries, like five carries. So former Niner, I know he's probably dear to your heart. Uh, five carries, 51 yards, and then did have a couple of catches as well. So it looks like a total of uh, 67 yards. Definitely not dear to my heart. Uh, <laughs> he was, uh, I was very happy cause I did draft him that year. Um, when everyone went with Alfred Morris, I said, no, it's breed. And I drafted him and then proceeded to deal with his injuries every single week. <laughs> and then, uh, thought he'd be the guy in, in Miami and it didn't happen. So yeah, I, no, not a, I mean that I'm not gonna say not a fan, just don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. He is five attempts, 51 yards. Um, he also had one catch for 16 yards. Um, so like 65 yards in total, not bad. Um, just one catch, not great. Um, it's really more of a, a rehash of the conversation that we had last week. You know, he was valuable last week because he got in the end zone and he had a lot of yards that were kind of abnormal. You know, all that's come back down this week. Um, you know, five for 51, that is not something that he's going to maintain, I would imagine. Um, and then he's just got, you know, vicious matchups coming up. He's got the Saints this week, but then uh, New England, Tampa Bay, Carolina, New England again. That's <laughs> It's not going to end well. You know, if you got a burner spot, you can't get any of the guys that we talked about before and you want to take a shot on a running back, fine. But you can't start them. You, you probably never will, but it's okay. I want to bid anything for him. I'm not expecting anything out of him, are you? No, I mean, uh, I would maybe throw a zero dollar bid, one dollar bid if you really want to get him just to see if it continues. But he probably needs an injury ahead of him in order to really have value. And and even then, they may have you know seen his track record and said, hey, he's he's valuable, but he you know probably can't take the workload. So maybe they do want to use him in this role where he gets five to seven touches a game and is 
very efficient with it, but you don't want to overload him. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, last guy on our list here for running backs, Boston Scott um, did not have himself a very good week this week. Um, rushed six times for 16 yards. I think he had two catches for a handful of other yards. So not as valuable as he has been in the past. Um, the part of that being Miles Sanders coming back for sure. Um, but you also have an opportunity to buy on a dip. Um, the rest of his schedule's pretty good. Giants, Jets, by Washington, Giants, Washington. Um, yeah, that's pretty nice. And, you know, whether he'll do something or not, I don't know. But if, you know, he's available in your league and it looks like he's only rostered in 21% of leagues, which is kind of surprising, but he's out there. Um, if you want to take your shot, now would be the week because he just had a down week and no one's bidding on him. Yeah, and I think he and Gainwell are interesting options. Gainwell, 18% rostered with Jordan Howard going down and expected to miss about three weeks with the bye coming up in week 14. So I think you're going to have two weeks where you have Scott and Gainwell, who one of them, and likely maybe both, are going to be able to, they're going to be utilized in this offense. The team that wants to run the ball, they clearly have been fairly successful with it the last few weeks winning three out of four games and really committing to the run. Um, Miles seems to be the lead guy, but you know, he did fumble twice. So there is, you know, always a chance that he gets himself, you know, mid game in the doghouse, loses a few carries. And, and Scott, I think is probably the guy they trust the most or more out of him and Gainwell, but both should be active. And both, I think are solid guys to throw on your bench. If you need to start them, you know, this week is interesting it's against the Jets. I think both Scott and Gainwell really could have some value if, if the Eagles do run away with that game and uh, end up you know working in the the second and third back a lot in the second it half. It is funny how the Eagles went from this team where uh, I forget the exact numbers, but it was like uh, they rushed four times the entire game. Uh, they had one yeah. rushing attempt the, the for whole first half, and now that's all they do <laughs> is run the ball. Um finally realized that that's yeah which is nice because usually you know you get the coach it's like oh we got to get miles sanders the ball more and then that same trend happens the rest of the year but no they not only did a 180 but they went very far in the other direction um it's just interesting to see a a good idea to make the change they needed to make it um but yeah that's gonna take care of the running backs moving over to the wide receivers um starting with a, a few that are uh, well, I guess Darnell Mooney's the, the biggest surprise. Ross in 58% of leagues. I figured that would be higher. Um, but had himself a big game, uh, courtesy of a, a long catch when Andy Dalton came on the field. Uh, more of a product of, of Mooney's doing more so than Dalton's. Um, but had himself a monster game. Are you interested in Mooney? I think you have to be. I mean, 16 targets. Uh, Allen Robinson did not play, so that's going to help. But 16 targets is unreal. He only had five catches, so I don't know if that was inaccuracy or not coming out with him, but 121 yards and a touchdown. So you want to catch, see him catch more than that. But I think in his career, he's not that, you know, you're not going to see that bad of a discrepancy in, in catch to target range. Um, and he clearly is the guy they're going to the most. Uh, we'll see if Allen Robinson comes back and, you know, that'll probably take some of the targets away from him. But Mooney's proven that he can do it with limited targets. So I think he is got to be someone you got to look at. Now he is questionable. Uh, looks like with, it doesn't say specifically what his injury is, but he did already get updated to questionable here this week. 
Yeah, and this week could be a, a nice week because he does have Detroit on Thursday. Um, yeah, it's, it's just Thanksgiving it's a short day. Week, so if he, he's hurt, that could be a problem. Um, on the flip side, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be either. Um, it doesn't look True. like Fields has broken ribs, um, but I don't even if he's healthy. You know, who knows what Nagy would do if he goes back to Dalton? It wouldn't surprise me. You know, so take that in consideration but uh definitely the, the top of most people's list um another guy that everyone is turning their eyes on would be elijah moore also rostered in 58 percent of leagues um he's done it with two different quarterbacks not the actual starter yet um but uh you could say three the, josh johnson was playing this in is there true. Bit yeah, too. he's done it with three um so you'd like to think if he could do it with those three he can do it with you know zach wilson but who knows? But I mean, the breakout seems real for Elijah Moore, does it not? Yeah, I mean, you got to think he's at, on fire at this point. You know, five straight weeks, we got, you know, half point scoring 9.7, 10 10.1, 23.9, 11.9, 25.6. Dude is, I, you got to say, he's on fire at this point. Um, I think he's got to be rostered this week against Miami, next week against Houston. Two matchups, or sorry. Just played uh, Miami. So this coming week against Houston, great matchup. Um, does have the Eagles the following week, but the Saints in Miami after that. So has some solid matchups down the stretch here. I think he's definitely someone to pick up. And at this point, I think you got to stay in the flames and, and you got to play him. Yeah, agreed. You know, he is uh, definitely a guy you can throw in there in a flex moving forward. Um, I don't know if I would do that all the time. They're the Jets, and I imagine their schedule contains the Patriots at some point through the rest of the year. Oh, or have they played twice? It does yeah, not look like it. Already, so, yeah. okay. They got New England twice. Maybe you can lock them in the rest of the year. Um, but I, he's yeah. somebody I'd, I'd definitely be throwing a lot of fab on. Um, burning probably the – I don't want to say the rest of my fab, but a lot. Um, 30, 40% probably. Yeah. I mean, you probably can throw 15 yeah. to 20. I mean, depending on how much you have yeah, left, he's, uh, um, I wouldn't mind spending yeah, up on him. Out wide receivers are, are nice to have in the, the second half of the year. Um, yeah. And that's usually when yep. you see it. Another potential breakout, um, Kadarius Tony, uh, roster in 55% of leagues. Um, he is playing tonight before we record. So I'm not sure we have anything more to say that we haven't already said in, in past, uh, episodes here kind of a, a boom bust kind of guy hasn't done it in a little while um does have an interesting matchup once you get past tampa bay philly miami the chargers dallas philly um chicago um so maybe he's a you know second half gem it seems more boom bust but what do you think of uh, of uh, tony yeah i definitely like the first two guys better but he's someone that i wouldn't mind throwing a little bit on and he's not someone that i think you can play right away you know, obviously, we'll see how he does tonight against Tampa. Uh, pretty, pretty stout defense overall, but I think they more. Uh, you usually see them give up more to the receivers because of how much they can stuff the run. Kind of like the opposite of the Jets, where Jets get run all over, so you don't see too many receiving uh, or too many receivers do much against them. Tampa's the opposite. Just by sheer volume, you're going to see targets going to the receivers because it's tough to run the ball. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does tonight. But as of now, I'm probably not starting him against the Eagles next week, but I would, wouldn't mind throwing him on the bench and seeing how he does. Um, Cause he, I know he's had a little bit of injury there, but after that big game gets Dallas hasn't really done a ton. Yep. Absolutely. Um, 
another guy in the boom bust mold, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling MVS uh, blew up this week. That's that's kind of what he does. Uh, he's kind of like a, a Deshaun Jackson type player. Uh, only Rossin in down nine percent of leagues. Uh, I'm assuming you see him in that same mold of just boom bust the rest of the year and not something consistent, right? Yeah, I mean, he almost doubled his score on the year. I mean, he scored 20.3 in our league, which put him at 44.4. So he almost doubled his entire season um, points just in one week. But that can happen with Aaron Rodgers. You know, 10 targets, only four catches, but buck 23 and a touchdown. So he's a guy that, you know, if this you know, comes to shootout against the Rams, you know, don't know that they will because both defenses have been playing pretty well, but you know, once we expect one thing to happen, it usually goes the other way. So he's not a bad guy to throw in there because I think both offenses can score. It's just will they against tough defenses? So I think I'd probably rather throw. I don't know. Tony probably has the more upside, but without a scaling, I think you know you have the better offense, and I'd feel a little more confident throwing him as the boom play than Tony. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, Elijah Moore's counterpart in uh, Jameson Crowder. Um, by expecting a little bit bigger week out of him, you think uh, Flacco would just pepper him with targets. He got seven, uh, but I could have seen this being a double-digit one. But he got a touchdown that made him uh, quite useful this week. Um, do you expect that trend to continue? Because the, the prior two weeks, he got good volume targets. He didn't really do a lot with them. Um, he, he's honestly kind of in that boom-bust mold where it's you know looking at our scoring. You know, 15 point six, 6.4, 5.4, 12.4, 6.3, 3.5, 13.4. Like, you know, there's a bit of a pattern there. One, two, two, one, two, two. Um, so what, what do you think? You know, you're not going to get like a zero. I mean, the three is pretty low, but you're probably expecting five or six as like your baseline. And then if he gets in the end zone, you're going to be in double digits. So he's a, you know, medium floor flex play. If you are, you know, really just looking to get a non-zero out of someone, you you know, bank on five to ten out of him here in half point scoring. But I think you could probably do better. Uh, it really just depends on your league. If there's not much else out there, and you just want a safe option. Like he's someone I feel like I'd want to have on my roster to be just a plug-in for a, a late inactive. Um, you know, Sunday morning someone comes up as injured and isn't playing. You know, you feel okay plugging in Jameson Crowder. Uh, you're not thrilled about it, but you know, your baseline of you know five to ten is is decent. So, not spending much on him. Probably not spending much on uh, the next guy here, Nelson Aguilar either. But Aguilar seems to be the go-to guy. I know Jacoby Myers finally scored, but his volume has been going down a bit. And Aguilar caught five of five, uh, and he got in the end zone. Yeah, and that was the big deal. He got in the end zone. Um... Only had about forty yards, so without that, it wouldn't have been you know that valuable. Um, but yeah, it, he's kind of been the same with Crowder. He's getting enough targets, a little bit fewer than than Crowder, um, and he's just you know he's every once in a while he breaks double digits from a fantasy standpoint. Now um, you do have a quarterback that's ascending to a degree. You know, he's not Herbert or you know Mahomes by any stretch of the imagination, but Mac Jones is getting better. Um, he's probably the best rookie quarterback out there so far this year um and you know having one of his top targets could be uh worth having with that in mind you know he's got tennessee this week then buffalo then he's on a bye indy buffalo again um so he's got some tough matchups coming up and a bye week that's not that great 
Um, but he could be worth having, uh, given he's attached to a uh, an emerging quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think he, you know, you take your shot on what him, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne. Aguilar probably has the most upside. As you know, Kendrick Bourne has made some big plays as well, but Aguilar's probably your most explosive receiver of the bunch. So, if you're not if you're not going to get the passing volume, I think you maybe want to go for the guy that has the best shot at scoring the deep touchdown. Um, so, of the bunch there, Aguilar's probably your best bet, unless they end up scoring more. And we'll see what Tennessee can do. But they didn't look great this most recent week, so. Uh, I go okay, but once again, probably in that crowder, you'd rather have him on your bench and you know have him as kind of your flip-in option if someone's injured. Yeah, now moving to the tight end position, um, we'll, we'll give a nice mention. The first guy we were going to talk about, Will, was Adam Troutman. <laughs> um, you know, we've been talking about his volume for the past couple of weeks and how good it's been. Uh, finally, had that nice breakout. We had his touchdown, and uh, what did you say it was? An MCL injury. MCL sprain, so expected to miss four to six yeah, weeks. That is, uh, it's, it could be a season, you know, basically. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, so, uh, won't need to discuss him anymore. Uh, we'll move to the next one on our list, which is uh, Pat Fryermuth. Uh, Roster 52% of leads. Yeah. I'm surprised that's not higher, um, but had himself another good week, I believe, courtesy of a touchdown. Mind decent you. <laughs> yeah better yeah yeah but better better than the, the prior week where he kind of dudded but yeah i mean yeah it's four weeks in a row where you have this first two where he really came on um yeah you have four for 44 and a touchdown seven targets five for 43 and two touchdowns six targets so he's definitely like most tight end bank you're banking on a touchdown but the detroit game five for 31 lost a fumble or he would be kind of in that five and a half range uh, and then, yeah, four for 11, and he got in the end zone. So if he keeps scoring, that's really what you're banking on. You know, you're not, there's not too many tight ends that you're going to get eight catches for. So he's still in that mold where you plug him in and, you know, you, your floor is, you know, three to five. But if he gets in the end zone, you can hit double digits. Yeah. And he's a, one of the better shots to, to gamble on with getting in the end zone because you got a quarterback that has a history of using the tight end in the red zone. Uh, you know, he's done it this year. He's got a pretty good offense behind him compared to like a, a Cole Komet who we've talked before where it's like, yeah, he could catch a touchdown, but you know, there's not a lot of situational stuff around him that's helping where Fry Booth, you know, is getting a bit of that boost, which we've seen. But yeah, it's all about that touchdown. I mean, four catches for 11 yards this year, this week would have been brutal <laughs> without that touchdown. So yeah, all about rolling the dice on the touchdown. Um, a another option that's been getting some volume lately um, is Austin yeah. Cooper. Um, much to yeah, say. probably corresponds with the uh, OBJ release, right? Yeah, potentially. Um, it, it's hard to say because it, it does correspond, you know, when the release happened. But at the same time, OBJ has been gone so much, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's hard to say. But you know, the, the targets had jump up. He had seven this week. Uh, five the week prior. Um, last week he had a touchdown. This week no touchdown, but did end up with fifty three yards. So I mean, it was a, a decent fantasy performance. Are you interested in Hooper? I think Fryermuth is probably someone you're more interested in, but fifty two percent rostered. Hooper's probably going to be the guy that is available. Um, so I think he's not a bad play at Baltimore divisional matchup. Uh, you know that the floor is pretty low. You're once again banking on a touchdown, and he hasn't been as active as Fryermuth has. 
list is uh, a Logan Thomas, who is supposed to be practicing this week, finally coming back of I- off of IR. Um, you know, no guarantee he'll play this week, but it might be your last chance to grab him. Uh, rostered in fifty-two percent of leagues. Um, but like I said, you know, we say last chance now might be last chance next week too because we really don't know when he's going to play, right? Yeah, we don't know exactly set to practice. That's a good sign. And if we look at just kind of the numbers, he has a very good schedule. Um, Seattle, Vegas. And this is kind of interesting. Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly. I've seen like, you know, you play a team, you know, what twice in three weeks, but two teams in four weeks. I think that's pretty interesting. You don't see that too often. No, you don't. <laughs> and I did notice earlier, I think Cleveland plays like Baltimore, then they have a bye and they play Baltimore again. So it's another interesting one there. But your, yours is definitely. I yeah, I don't think I've seen that one before. But uh, Vegas, second worst team to the tight end statistically, and the Eagles, worst team to the tight end. So you have three of the four games against the you know, bottom two teams. And then uh, Dallas is 13th, Seattle 16th. So no one's particularly great against the tight end. They clearly want to use him. And these all seem like games where at the very least they're going to be competitive, if not trying to come back, maybe against Dallas, uh, Vegas. So a Monday night game, uh, I think you definitely got to pick them up. You maybe want to have another option, maybe, you know, Gerald Everett or something for the Monday night game against Seattle. But after that, I think, you know, week 13 and on, you probably are, you know, as long as he's healthy, I think you can definitely play him. He clearly is going to be a part of this offense when he comes back. And our last tight end here, Will, Dan Arnold, who has been good for fantasy, uh, but goosed, goosed this week against San yeah. Francisco, which Jacksonville as a whole was not great. Yeah, it's crazy. No targets. I think they said he had a target that was negated by a penalty. So it looks maybe a little worse, but yeah, no, not even an official target. Yeah, so uh, it might be a good time to grab him. Yeah, though. it could Again, be a buy low if, you get, yeah, if he's, he's getting good. cut. Yep, absolutely. Um, rostering forty two percent of the league, so you know he's out there for mostly. If you if you want to go grab him, good week to do so. Um, so let's go ahead and, and move on to the the streaming portion of the show here. Will starting with quarterbacks, we have Heineke versus Seattle. Uh, Wentz versus Tampa Bay. Mac Jones versus Tennessee. Cam Newton. At Miami and Trevor Lawrence versus Atlanta. Who you want in the stream this week? Um, of the bunch, it's kind of tough. I think probably Cam and do I have that right? Yeah, Cam. Uh, Cam. Every time I see him, I still think New England, and I'm like, I thought they played New England recently, but <laughs> yeah. Cam is in Carolina again. Uh, I think of the bunch, he's the one. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a solid matchup against Atlanta. Hopefully, they can bounce back from a pretty bad. Um, it's just a pretty bad game overall, but I like uh, I do like Cam. I think he is someone that you're going to roll with. Like I picked him up in our work league here, and um, I've got Matt Stafford, but he's got Green Bay, so you know, I think I have a decision to make. Regardless, I mean Stafford's been sliding a bit, so probably going to hang on to Cam and just kind of see what you got in him because he, you know, if he continues to play like he has, and, and you imagine he's only going to get better. He's you know, coming off of not playing for a while. He could end up being a league winner just with his rushing ability. Yeah, I saw enough this week to trust streaming him, streaming him again, especially against a you know a weak Dolphins defense. Um, a lot of opportunity there. Um, so yeah, Cam's gonna be my guy as well. Um, this question interesting to me because I have Kyler in our league and uh, he's on by, so I gotta find a streamer too. 
yeah, Tom Moxley, yeah. so I could be Cam. Trade um, Cam so, Newton. I know. <laughs> I'll pass. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it's Cam for me too, pretty easily. Yeah, Carson Wentz is interesting because he has been playing really, really well. And as we said, Tampa's defense has been great against the run, but they just because of volume have been getting beat somewhat against the pass. I know their corners have been banged up. Brought in um, Richard Sherman, and then he's out. So he, he, sneaky play. It's probably he's probably going to be out there because of the Tampa matchup that you won't be scared of because the defense overall is really good. But they've been extremely stout against the run, but you know might be able to get some. You know, get some usage out of him there. It's a risky play because of how good their defense is, but I think that's probably the other one I'd look at. Yeah, could lead the volume. Yeah. Um, okay, and moving on to the uh, the final part of the show, defensive streamers. You yeah, know, it's a nasty that, uh, one. It is a nasty one. Um, in fact, three of them are only rostered in 1% of leagues. So we have the Bears at Detroit, uh, the Eagles at the Giants, Jaguars versus Atlanta, the Jets at Houston, or the Texans versus the Jets. Yeah, I. it's crazy to think. I was looking at, like, all right, who are these teams we want to see? The Jets, the Texans, the Jaguars, all playing against you know, each other. Yeah. Um, so Bears, I think, are the easy one here, especially with Goff potentially being out again. I haven't heard anything definitively one way or the other, but didn't seem like he was super close to playing this week. And even if he does play, that team has been pretty bad. <clears throat> and and it would be interesting to see if Dalton gets in for uh, gets the start for the Chicago, but short week, so maybe they elect to hold off, hold out golf again. Uh, but I think Bears are definitely the best play. I think the Eagles are sneaky against the Giants, though. I, they, you know, we'll see what the Giants do tonight here against um, Tampa. But the Eagles' defense has been playing very well. They've been getting opportune um, scores. I mean, Darius Slay has scored in three or four games here um, defensively, so. I think the defense is playing well at the right time, and, and Daniel Jones has been prone to the turnover. Yeah, I, I, I kind of think the Eagles are going to be my bet. I, I like my first glance was the Bears, but I think I'll end up going with the Eagles here. Um, a little riskier of an option because the the Giants' offense is better than the Detroit offense. Um, but yeah, I would go with the Eagles. Bears in second. Um, for once, it's it's nice to have like some slam dunk teams that aren't rostered in like fifty percent of leagues. Um, Twenty three percent for the Bears, eighteen for the Eagles. So yeah, these guys can be had in, in most of your leagues out there. So uh, the other three, I'd rather avoid if possible. Agreed. Perfect, and that's going to wrap up today's show. So tune in on Thursday for our start sit episode for Week Twelve. Until then, folks, trust your board.